Good timing for our next guest. We are just talking about proof of vaccination or negative test before entering a concert venue. So let's talk to Dr. Joseph Gastaldo, infectious disease expert from Ohio Health. Dr. Gastaldo, how are you? Good morning, morning. Dr. Joe. Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Are you going by Dr. Infection now? I'm looking at your Twitter. I've had that name for many years on there. Yes, I'm Dr. Infection. Who has an infection? (laughs) Does this look infected to you? (laughs) So now I'm reading here that uh, eight months after the second shot, we can get the booster? Yeah, so what we have really now is stuff from a press release. You have to be careful when stuff comes from a press release. That's what's being reported by government um, leaks. Now, what is being reported is that Pfizer officially submitted study data to the FDA to have that reviewed. But, you know, when a vaccine comes out for an additional dose, it still has to go through the same mechanism as if it is a new vaccine. Independent committee within the FDA and an independent committee within the CDC to kind of go through all the details of things. And that that, uh, part has not started yet, but very likely it will. How frustrating is it? where you get multiple messages. How do you do one message? You got Twitter saying this, doctor saying this, Fauci saying this, then Fauci will say this, another doctor saying this. I mean, when when you're talking about a disease that spreads like this, how frustrating is it that we can get off message? Yeah, it, it is complicated. You know what? This is what I do for a living, and I appreciate that comment because I know in the public, it's very hard to keep track of the message that's important and one that is really not important. And it really breaks down to uh, the recommendations that come out by these expert committees, the smartest people in the room. And, and those people are really uh, independent people within the FDA and the CDC when it comes to the recommendations that come out. Like most recently, we now have recommendations for a third dose for people who are moderately or severely immunocompromised. That's based on data. Uh, we see more people in the hospital with weakened immune systems with COVID who have been fully vaccinated. So really, we have to wait for these committee meetings of a very smart people, and they meet in a very transparent manner, and they go through all of the known data at the time. Other than that, what's out there in the news are kind of like uh, leaks and somebody saying this and somebody saying that, and I kind of like with the big picture from the group of these national experts. Doctor, you, uh, Joe, you mentioned uh, the third shot, so what about all of us that got the J&J? It seems like the J&J is the lesser, like kind of the, the bastard shot. We never hear anything about us who all got the J&J out of convenience because the one, but everything's the third shot. Why didn't have two yet? We'll we'll have more information on that. A couple things. In our country, we have given over 360 million doses of the vaccines. And out of that 360 million doses, roughly only uh, 13, 14 million have been J&J. In addition to that, J&J is also doing a two-dose study, and that's still going on. Okay. The J&J vaccine is a great vaccine, and I feel confident in saying we will have more guidance on uh, those additional, perhaps the need for an additional dose for those who had J&J. Stay tuned on that. Okay. Dr. Gastaldo, now, it, with this, when any time you deal with an infectious disease, things change, you know, the disease change. Changes, the pattern changes. So I, I was listening to an interview we did about three, four months ago, and you mentioned, hey, if you if you've been vaccinated and you feel sick, you don't have to get tested. Is that changed now? If you've been vaccinated and you feel sick, should you get tested? 
Yes, you should. And again, what's different today is the Delta variant. It's really, it's the same virus. It's a mutated virus. Uh, People who have it are more contagious. That's what's different. So the guidance moving forward is always going to be this. Regardless of your vaccination status, if you have COVID-19 symptoms, you should get tested uh, because, uh, you know, you, depending on your immune status, if you have weakened immune status, uh, you should get monoclonal antibodies. Uh, You may be exposing somebody to uh, the virus who has a weakened immune system. So what's different today than three or four months ago is the Delta variant. How do you test for that? I mean, because I'll go get a test and then, you know, they'll not me, but I'm saying you go get a test and they'll say you're positive. Is there specific Delta variant coronavirus tests? Uh, for 99% of all labs, the answer to that is no. This is what the CDC does. So genetic sequencing is how they determine what variant you have, and they sample thousands of swabs throughout the country every week. And once a week, the CDC sends a a report out. I get the email every week, and they let you know how much Delta variant is circulating in your area. In the Midwest and Ohio, uh, over 90% of all swabs are the Delta variant. So uh, again, if someone is getting, uh, if someone has that diagnosis today, uh, there's a 90 plus percent chance it is, it is the Delta variant. But, but really, you know, if you have a Delta variant or any other variant, it doesn't mean anything. It's still treated the same way. And at this point in time, like I said, if you have an infection today, chances are it's a Delta variant. Are we going to see a parade moving forward of nothing? We get through Delta and it's effective, the vaccine, but no, now they're the lambda and then we'll get that and then there are we just is this going to be i mean who knows for how long for for good i mean the virus isn't going anywhere it's how we treat and deal with it are these variants just going to be an endless parade ongoing here uh, absolutely yes i do think yeah. eventually we'll get through the whole greek alphabet right we have an omega variant and have to restart now worldwide you know, there is so much COVID going on worldwide. I'm looking at the uh, positivity numbers worldwide now. It's, it's close to 800,000 cases a day. That's an underestimate. I don't know how reliable uh, numbers are in other parts of the country or the world. But with so much infection going on, there's going to be more variants. Don't be afraid of the variants. We need to study the variants. We need to recognize them when they pop up uh, because there may be a variant someday that evades Uh, the vaccine that we have. And again, uh, getting an additional dose or a booster, we get a flu shot every year because flu changes every year. When it's all said and done, I think everybody knows this virus isn't going to go away. We have to learn to live with this virus. You get a regular booster perhaps every year, every other year. You have to follow the guidelines that come out, follow the recommendations that come out, get on with your life. COVID ain't going anywhere. It's part of our daily uh, uh, life from here on out. So yeah. at the very beginning of this, we all talked about herd immunity. Is It just takes so far for herd immunity. Is that something that is not attainable with us anymore because of the variants? That is correct. You know, if you're talking about the herd, well, really, when it comes to COVID, the herd is all the planet Earth. Um, that's how we are today. Nobody really stays in their neighborhood. You know, there's the herd of Columbus, the herd of Ohio, uh, the herd of the country. And, you know, there's different COVID activity, vaccination uptake in different areas. So it depends on what herd you're talking about. Dr. Joseph Castaldo's with us, infectious disease specialist, Ohio Health. Let's talk about something that's not been talked about. And I get that you want to, you know, push to get vaccinated, but it's your natural antibodies. Where are we at with the technology of knowing how long the antibodies last? Because that's kind of a forgotten thing. And I get that the focus is going to be, hey, get vaccinated, stay safe. 
but the you know we're kind of forgetting about the antibodies, your natural yeah, antibodies. So, so let's let's dissect that a little bit. So what you're referring to is like the immunity you get after yeah. infection. So a couple yep. points on that. There's more to an immune response and antibody levels is your T cells too. And guess what? There is no blood test anybody could do that is authorized or a good blood test that measures immunity. You can get an antibody level done, but guess what? All of the antibody tests that are out there are all different. They perform differently and they are not meant to be used as a marker of immunity. So yes, it is true. When people mm. get COVID, they have a degree of immunity for a period of time, but that level of immunity is different based on your age and severity of illness. I know people like to comment on the Cleveland Clinic study where they talked about antibodies, but the Cleveland Clinic study did not say don't get a vaccine. And we know that people who have previously had COVID can safely be vaccinated. In addition to that, there is more real-world data coming out showing that people who uh, have natural immunity compared to being vaccinated uh, have a higher rate of reinfection. The CDC had a report published last Friday looking at reinfection rates in the state of Kentucky, comparing those who were vaccinated, comparing to those who had natural immunity. And those who had natural immunity had over twice the amount of reinfection than those who had uh, wow. vaccination. So, so again, you know how we're talking about getting a third dose of people uh, who were vaccinated. Well, people who have natural immunity immunologically have only had one dose, and that's the infection. So we really need to get vaccines into everybody. If we get the, if we're good little soldiers and we get the third, the booster dose, and we're all vaxxed, are we still masking? Do we still have to mask? And what about children? Yeah, so again, let's dissect that a little bit. Once community infection rates get so low, masks can be de-escalated. So right now in the state of Ohio, we are red hot, uh, with the exception, I think, of three or four counties. Everybody has a level of yep. high community transmission. Once the community transmission rates gets very, very low, then masks can come off. Uh, but we're not there yet. When it comes to us uh, kids going to school, uh, children are not vaccinated. Um, for those under 12, those above 12, only a small number have. And again, uh, there is no business at all that would ever have 20 unvaccinated people in a room together. Uh, the, the experts in children's health, and again, the American Academy of Pediatrics, they are experts in children's health. They are experts in health, immunology, uh, mental health development. They recommend highly that children in school should be masked at this time. Now, the silver lining is this. The silver lining is there will be vaccine availability to children uh, sometime this fall or winter, no later than January 2022. But then that's going to have a whole other discussion is right. are parents going to get their kids yeah. vaccinated? <laughs> if they're not getting vaxxed, they're not going to get their kids vaxxed, that's for sure. Yeah. Hey, and then we're, we got a big segregation problem at that point. Yeah, are you for, you know, and you're a doctor and you're just, hey, listen, I know the ways to keep everyone safe. But now you're seeing concert promoters not letting you in if you're vaccinated. Out in California, there's bars, New York bars you can't get in. Is that the right way to go to get people vaccinated? Because it also can pit people against each other. 
Yeah, absolutely. And again, the, there's pros and cons to each decision. Um, you know, for it all comes down to the money in business. You know, there's some people who will feel more comfortable going to those businesses and perhaps even pay money. You know, uh, potentially there are people who don't have access to vaccines. Uh, people don't have transportation. So, so we have to really think about that. And again, I'm not a politician, but uh, I, I do think the general consensus is that businesses want to be open and like here in hospitals. The foundation of what we do in the hospital is patient and associate safety. Hence, is the requirement for healthcare workers to be vaccinated. That is the foundation of what we do at Ohio Health, and some businesses have that same mindset. Well, buddy, you're a great guest, Dr. Joseph Gastaldo. How is the Ohio Health situation? Are you guys overwhelmed at this point? I wouldn't necessarily say overwhelmed. Okay. Uh, Beds are tight. Staffing is tight. You know what? We have to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. We're still catching up for people who have delayed their health care because of last spring and last winter. Sure. We're still catching up on that. And, you know, beds are tight. So I'm really asking everybody who's not been vaccinated, you know, please get vaccinated. Uh, Yesterday at Ohio Health, out of all the hospitals, we roughly had 120 people in the hospital with COVID, and 97% of them, 97% were not vaccinated wow. out of all of the COVID admissions. That's so telling. Really, That's telling. Yeah, we, we, we really, in healthcare in the hospitals, we, we want to be able to provide care. We're still catching up on people. And, you know, every COVID patient in the hospital uh, adds um, a stimulus to us trying to catch up on delayed healthcare for those uh, having nothing to do with COVID. So again, the, the trick for helping us in healthcare is to get a vaccine. All right, Dr. Gustaldo, thanks so much. Thank you, Doc. Thank you.